0: Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending of course when you are here. Today we are going to be talking about what to do when you have a micromanager. Oh my god. Stay with me. I get it. It's not easy. You are listening to the Career Talk, Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we really just get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing so so people can make positive change in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting right into it. Micro managers. Oh, how much fun. (laughs) No, I'm playing. It sucks. I know. Before I dive in to the 11 tips I have for you today. A couple things that I want to call out upfront about micromanagers. And here's one thing they aren't always doing that just to be assholes. <laughs> I know, you're like, Steph, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they may not even know they're coming across as a jerk, right? Or a micromanager or whatever. And more often than not, they have just learned really bad habits from other really crappy leaders, right? So I say that to preface the conversation with that. Let's give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt, cut them a little slack when it makes sense. Now, if someone is just a lunatic, they're a lunatic. There's nothing we can really do about that, right? And then, you know, sometimes they're under really really high stress, right? And so they're pushing you and hounding you and following up with you (laughs) so they don't lose out on something or miss the goals that they're aiming for. So as an example, right, if there is a team goal, uh, let's say you're in sales and there is a team goal that you'll have to hit $10,000 in the next week. And there's five people on the team. So everyone has to hit 2000 and they are following up with you every couple hours to see how you're tracking to that goal. What could be happening behind the scenes that you don't know about is this particular week's goal or this year's goal is dependent on a huge bonus, or maybe if they don't hit this goal, they get written up, right? So, there could be things that they're aiming for. Again, not an excuse. I'm just throwing it out there (laughs) because I do realize that if you are being micromanaged, it could drive a person bonkers. I know I've been micromanaged before, and I feel like I was driven a little bit bonkers. So, I totally get it. All right, let's dive into the 11 tips I have for you. Number one, kind of already touched on it. Try and give them the benefit of the doubt. And here's what I like to do is if I feel like my relationship with my manager is feeling really tense or I feel a little bit more hovered over than normal (laughs) in my next one-on-one with them, I will just ask them, like, how are they doing? And like, before we dive into work, right? Like you get on the phone or you sit down with that person and you're like, hey, so-and-so, how are you? Like, how are things going? And more often than not, they're going to tell you the truth. (laughs) Imagine that. That, right? <laughs> because it's not like a random stranger at Starbucks. It's like, hey, how are you? And you're like, good. How are you? Bye. As you're like walking by each other, right? I have built a lot of rapport with my leaders simply by asking them, how are they doing? Because in their one-on-one, they should be asking you that. So if they ask first, be like, oh, I'm doing good. Like I whatever cool thing you did that weekend, right? I always try and like share something personal. So it's not always just like straight into business or like my new dog is like super Looney Tunes and she was doing this. A you know, whatever it might be, and then ask them, how are they doing? Or asking them like, how was their weekend? Or if you're talking to them on a Thursday, do you have any cool plans for this weekend? So like trying to build rapport with them as an actual human, super out there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And But don't even think about it as building rapport, just like get to know your leader. And more often than not, if I have a leader who wasn't necessarily a micromanager out of the gate, and it feels like they're becoming one, when I ask them how they're doing, oftentimes it will roll into something work related that is maybe stressing them out. So, not all leaders will open up, but could be a really good opportunity for you to build some of that rapport. Number 2, try to explain how you feel during a specific time that the micromanaging was just like too much, you know? So, for example, I felt super stressed when you asked for updates every 15 minutes on Monday, and I feared I was going to miss the deadline, and it was really hard to focus, right? So like, if there was a situation where there's like a hard deadline, Monday, end of day, and your manager is kind of in like freak out mode, and they're like, I need updates every 15 minutes, and that is literally causing you to not be able to focus, and you're like fearing you're going to miss the deadline because you can't work because you have to be doing these updates, right? That's like super extreme. I don't know that anyone is that intense. (laughs) maybe hourly or every other hour updates. I have no idea, but you can just tell them like, hey, I felt super stressed. You asked for this. I feared I wasn't going to make the deadline because I had to do this extra updating. How do we fix this moving forward? Or even like, how can we do this better next time? Number three, offer a counter solution. Let's use the example that a manager wants hourly updates. Maybe instead of sending them an email every hour, you can set up a shared document where you can just literally like go in super quick, type your update, and then maybe other team members can also share their updates. And then that person can just go in and look at that. I don't know what sort of counter solutions would work best for you, but if they're asking for something that feels really challenging or unrealistic, find a better way. That will work for you, but also give them what they need, right? So, a compromise. Number four, accept that it may never change and create a plan. I know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I hear you. That sucks to hear. And some people are just the way they are, right? So, we need to know, like, hey, worst case scenario this person doesn't change. What am I going to do to make sure that I stay happy and productive? Whatever that plan might be, right? Maybe you have a plan for your current role. Maybe the plan is to find a role that fits you better, whatever it might be. Fast forward to that worst case scenario and create your plan. Number five is get support from your team. It is often the case if you are feeling the pressure of a micromanager, other people from your team might also be feeling that as well. So we're not doing this in like a gossipy, chit chatty, behind the boss's back sort of way in a really productive, actionable way say, hey, have you noticed, you know, so-and-so leader is asking for more updates. What have you done that has worked, but you can still stay focused, whatever it might be, because I don't want this to turn into a bitch session. And I also want you to be able to get support from the team members who are feeling the exact same thing that you're feeling and going through. Number six, inform, inform, inform. Most micromanagers have a concern or issue and that's why they are hovering, right? Or being that micromanager. But if we can proactively update them, they will feel better that you have it, right? Like, hey, I know we're working towards this goal. Here's what I've done here's what I'm currently working on. Here's what I'm going to do at the end of the day, or maybe here's what I'm going to work on tomorrow. And then they can be like, they got it. Versus if you just don't share anything and they have no idea what you've done, what you're working on, what you're going to do next, that micromanager is thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. I haven't been informed. I haven't been updated. So because I haven't been updated and I'm a micromanager, now I'm going to have to hound my employees for those updates, right? Versus just proactively informing them. Number seven, think ahead. So if a situation just happened, right? If X just happened, what is this person going to want? So you are anticipating their needs, their wants, their requests, their emails, their IMs, what they might call about, what they might text about. And I know that feels like a lot, right? Like... Whoa, Steph! But it's like, okay, let's say you're a recruiter, and one of the VPs that you support just said, "Hey, I don't feel like we're really getting the candidates I need for this particular job," and they email that to you and the manager, and the manager's micromanager, and you can be like, "Okay, proactively, I am going to anticipate this person's gonna want to know what we've done, what we're doing." and what we're going to do moving forward to get more people of better quality into the mix to make that person happy. Not always easy. However, if you've been in your role for a minute, you can probably anticipate those things. Number eight, try and uncover what the fear is. Oftentimes, if we are being micromanaged, the manager doesn't want to lose X or they don't want to miss a particular goal or they don't want to fail at project X. So figure out what those fears are and then try and be proactive in making sure that whatever that thing is that they don't want to happen doesn't happen. Number nine, set boundaries so you can share with your manager. Hey, here's what I need to be successful. And I wouldn't make all of them around them not being a micromanager. (laughs) I would make it a broad conversation because they may end up feeling attacked if you're like, here's what I need to be successful. And it's for you not to call me every 15 minutes. It's for you not to make me do this report. It's for you not to do this, not to, right? It's like, okay, here's what I need. And maybe if they're asking for an update, let's say three times a day, maybe one of the things you need to be successful is six hours of uninterrupted, every other application, every other document closed down so you can sheerly focus right? And maybe that doesn't allow you to give this person an update three times a day. And I'm not saying updates are the only way micromanagers are micromanaging, <laughs> just a very easy example. So simply telling them in a positive way, what you need to be successful, that's about what you need versus all of the bad things they're doing. Number 10, evaluate yourself and your work. So could you do better? Are you doing things to make that person nervous, right? (laughs) Let's say you're in sales and you're not tracking any of your sales until Friday at two o'clock. So all week, this person thinks you haven't done like anything. And then lo and behold, bam, all the sales, they're all in there in whatever system you use. I don't know. That's not the best example, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, are you doing things that could trigger this person to be like, ugh? and kind of go into that like panic mode. And could you be doing better? Not always, but sometimes managers become more a micromanagee because your performance is lacking. And number 11, proactively work to increase the trust where and when you can. And this isn't always easy but if we can increase the trust with our managers, they're going to naturally back off and be like, hey, they got it. This person is an expert in what they're doing. They have everything under control. I'm going to focus my energy on the folks that don't got it. So when and where possible, prove to them you got this. All right, I hope you found that episode helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here, listen to the show, share it with your friends. I really do appreciate it. You can find the show notes over at stepdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, both from a career coaching, and resume review perspective, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And if you wanna help support the show financially, you can make a donation via PayPal. The link is below or on the Anchor app. Also on the Anchor app, if you would like, you can leave me a voice message. Pretty cool. And if you are enjoying the show, please take a very quick moment. Leave a rating and or review. Really does help. And I love reading them. You can reach out on the socials, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Steph Dennis13. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Instagram at Career Talk Podcast. The podcast is also on LinkedIn, so you guys know how to find me. <laughs> we are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are absolutely amazing. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.